In the name of the one living God, amen. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Last week I had coffee with a friend and the mug she served my coffee to me in uh, had a little saying inscribed on it. It said, yesterday is history, tomorrow is mystery, today is a gift. And later when I read today's lessons, I was reminded of that phrase, today Sunday, May 11th, 2014, is a gift. As we just heard, all of these readings have to do with shepherds and sheep. In the gospel, Jesus has come to be known as the Good Shepherd. In the epistle, Peter speaks of the sheep going astray and returning to Jesus as the shepherd and guardian of our souls. And then we all join in singing the words of the most familiar Psalm 23, which everybody knows, right? (laughs) It's possibly one of the few biblical texts that many of us can recite from memory. All we have to do is announce this morning's text, Psalm 23, and we already know the message We say he makes me to, excuse me, lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. And our imaginations come alive and we can easily and quickly go to pleasant places of peace. We hear he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And we can be transported in our heads and in our hearts to those familiar scenes pictured in Sunday school Bible stories or in the softly lit stained glass windows where gentle, clean shepherds keep watch over their fluffy sheep in beautiful fields of green grass and beautiful colored flowers. So we're familiar with the text of this beloved psalm. And so far removed from the reality of actual shepherds and sheep that this soft, sentimental image could seem reasonable enough for us. But despite the familiar analogy of us humans to sheep, I don't think we're meant to be described as dumb or likened to the so-called wimps of the barnyard. As followers, yes, because it's a well-known fact that sheep don't like to be prodded and pushed like cattle. They want to be led. So we are followers of the way, faithfully knowing that no matter how dark the valley is, God in Christ goes before us and leads us. However, we are not mindless sheep, but disciples invited to follow the paths of love and mercy the shepherd has set out for us, invited to follow the voice of the shepherd in the midst of all the consistently loud and contrasting voices of the world. Today, as we celebrate the unceasing vigilance and patience of God's love, we are called to follow the Good Shepherd out of love, his love for us and our love for him. That's the gift of love that is ours to celebrate each day. Remember, there was a psalm before there was a gospel. 
or even a ministry of Jesus about which a gospel could be written. So the Psalms were familiar to Jesus, that were familiar to Jesus's, to Jesus' disciples influenced the way in which he taught. Today, Good Shepherd Sunday is also Easter 4 in the appointed lectionary. And we're still in the season, liturgical season, of post-Easter, when the theme remains that of resurrection, meaning that we are never alone and that we can live fully without fear because the power of death to control us is ended. Resurrection, then, now, and always, is about the power of love once again being set loose in the world. Resurrection truth, then, now, and always, is that God's love for us is greater and more powerful than anything else in all creation, and nothing can separate us from that life-giving power. It's known as grace, and it's a gift. Jesus, described in the gospel as the shepherd par excellence, concludes this passage by saying, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Abundant life for sheep is food and water and protection, green pastures and still waters. The shepherd provided what the sheep need to live. And viewed through a theological lens, such provision is always God's gift. And what about the abundant life that we are promised? I think sometimes it's hard to know, amidst all the pain and suffering of everyday existence, whether physical or emotional. In poetic terms, it may be summed up as the grass meadows and quiet waters for our souls in the middle of the barrenness of a materialistic world. Along the way, we nevertheless experience that the world is not a perfectly clean place. And we, too, can get covered with grit and grime. Some days we can be very sure in our faith, and at other times, perhaps, we can feel like a lost sheep. The challenge of faith is to hang in there, work through the grit and the grime, keep on going, and remember to trust that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You see, abundant life for us describes the blessings of being in relationship with God in Christ. As we listen carefully for God's voice in the midst of the other noises in our lives, We are assured that God knows us and loves us with all of our imperfections and fears and also with all of our dreams, our hopes, and our joys as well. God knows what we need to live. God's grace leads us to what is life-giving. God's voice leads us to the gate so that by faith, we may enter into the fold of God's beloved. And we are given meaning and purpose to life and a glimpse of the abundant life that will be ours eternally. 
That is a gift to be celebrated each day. Also, Hallmark has provided us with another cause for celebration, Mother's Day. And if we're going to do justice to this day, we need to put its celebration in the context of the gospel, which speaks of love. Whether we are mothers or not, whether we had a healthy relationship with our own mother or not, What we celebrate today is not just instinctive love. The love we glorify here, the love that we lift up and exalt on Mother's Day, is the love that makes disciples out of the children of God. Martin Luther once wrote, In all the world, this is the noblest and the most precious work. God's love is what we glorify, and especially today we call to mind the memories of those, perhaps mothers, perhaps other women, whose love has been a reflection of Christ's love for us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So where can we stand with these overly familiar words of Psalm 23? It doesn't seem to give us any of the standard raw material that fiery and pulpit-pounding sermons are normally crafted out of. There doesn't seem to be any basis for berating anybody about sins or any advice to do anything explicit except to love and to trust and have faith. While the 23rd Psalm is indeed a reflection on our lives as followers of Jesus Christ, it doesn't really explain what we are to do, but it's a gentle reminder of how we are to be grateful, trusting, and faithful as we continue to celebrate the gift and the power of God's love alive in the world. And yet, I believe on a very basic level, where we may love this psalm and deeply resonate with the emotional and the theological depth of these words of comfort and trust, can we also hear a call beyond our personal piety to that larger view of God's dream, which calls us to a corporate response by those of us who have gathered at this table today is gifted by God? How do we, as a community of faith, located in a nation where the worldly kingdom-making decisions get made every day, how do we together assume the role of shepherd and move this world towards God's kingdom of justice and love? We can't do it alone. That's for sure. But only with the assurance and the love and the help of God and remembering the words of this familiar and very profound psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen.